All right, it's Vader time. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new, never before heard, unless you're listening to it in the future, episode of Bummer Slam. Happy Bummer Slam. Happy Bummer Slam. I'm Rowdy Rat. I should have mentioned that ever in the history of this podcast. I'm Rowdy Rat, and I'm here today once again with my friend Joe Geis, back on the show after a slight hiatus from you. Yeah, you've been working. I, I've been working. It's true. That's that's life. Them's the facts, Jack. And we've also been working on getting some material. Been watching some all-pro wrestling. Yes! That's what our episode is today. We are going to be talking about Midwest All-Pro Wrestling's fourth anniversary show, which we went to a couple weekends ago, something like that. It was so much fun. Um, what did you think of it, Joe? Oh, man. <laughs> it was, it's such a blast. And... Um, you were talking about how how it's a completely different experience to see a wrestling match, IRL versus versus on on TV, right? Yeah. And man, it's just oh, it's so it's so much more engaging, I think, in real life. Yeah. Than, and like watching it on TV is great and fine, but like you know sometimes you can have it going on in the background, but like when you're there, it's like it's like it takes a hundred percent of your attention. I'm like. Unlike watching it on TV, which, you know, it's not as much, you know? Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk about that more in depth in the rest of this episode. I'm so excited. Well, let's just get started. Let's get right into it. All right. Before we get into the nitty gritty and talk about the show itself that we went to, we're just going to talk a little bit about Midwest All Pro Wrestling and what it is. It's a professional wrestling training facility based out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and it is run and managed and like everything is done by Nick Dinsmore, who used to be Eugene in professional wrestling. And I kind of remember him from when I was a kid. He had an angle with Triple H for a little while. It was kind of fun. Like I kind of remember him, you know, he was a bit of a familiar face. And Stephanie Dins- Dinsmore also runs and manages this facility. And what they do is they train local talent and talent around the Midwest in wrestling, management, refereeing, ringside commentary, and things of that nature. Um, this is this fourth anniversary event was not the first Midwest Salt Pro Wrestling event we have been to. Right. Uh, they also had that one in uh, in Vermilion that we went to. Um, so that was cool because that was that was very local, you know. That's... It was <laughs> extremely local. It took place in like the old gym of the Armory. Yeah. And there were about fifteen people in the audience, including us, and it was just. It was just a great time. Much less rowdy than this one, but maybe that's good. All right, this event was hosted by the Icon Lounge in Sioux Falls. Let's talk a little bit about the Icon Lounge, Joe. How would you how would you describe the aesthetic of the Icon Lounge? Oh, uh, like classic? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's a the what the Icon Lounge is right now is a style that's like really in like all these uh, yeah. exposed brick, uh, open ceiling. Um, we were so is the Icon Lounge was it just is that just that one area that we were in or is that is there more to this building that we've been to? You know I have no idea. It was actually my first time being in that building. I had not ever been there before, so your guess is honestly as good as mine. I couldn't tell you. Um, in my notes about the Icon Lounge, I said it was rustic but modern. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with the bar thrown in there. Yeah, like, there was a full bar, which was cool. Yeah, and the bar had, like, all these sweet, sweet lights on it. They were, like, blue and stuff. And... Yeah. Rustic but modern. But there were also, like, these really weird inconsistencies everywhere, like, especially in the lighting, because they would have, like, strobe lights and, like, disco balls, but also, like, Edison lights. What oh, the fuck yeah. is that about? Um, well, was there any lighting that was brought in for this event? I have no think? idea. Like, I'm sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I wonder, like, what was, if there was anything brought in for the event versus what was in there. Because, like, I mean, I don't know. That was my first Did time. you bring a disco ball to your wrestling show? Please email me at FarmerSlimPod. Oh, man. I'm going through the list of the of the wrestlers that we saw, and I was like, who would use a disco ball? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe the maybe the first guy we saw, DeLorean. We'll talk about him oh, in just yeah. a minute. Um, there were about two million little kids <laughs> at this event. Which was great. All of them rowdy. All of them jacked up on sugar. It was super fun. All of them seemed to be sitting right in front of us. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of kids. Yeah, I think I guess that's kind of to be expected though, because like for for a while it was like marketed for children. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, unlike the last time we were talking about this, you you get really engaged as a child. You know. Oh yeah. In wrestling. That was, a, that was a big topic last time. I think children are the best at suspending their disbelief. Oh, certainly, yeah. And so, like, the big crazy things that happen in wrestling are even bigger and crazier and more in- entertaining to watch. Uh, there was another lady to the left of us. She was maybe, what do you want to say, like, 30s? Early 30s? Oh, yes. <laughs> if you're watching the Midwest All-Pro Wrestling, uh, she was basically right... On their the... YouTube channel. Yes. Which, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll get to that. <laughs> but she was, like, right underneath the camera, and she was very loud and had many things to say. She was, like, rowdy, rowdy, bro. <laughs> she was rowdy. She was into it. That... She had opinions about everything. She gave me life, man. I strive to be that kind of fan <laughs> in public. Just very passionate. Yeah. Like, I think that was really, really cool that there was, like, there was a... A very, very engaging kind yeah. of electric energy. There was like a the really yeah. established fan base that was already at this event, which was so cool to see. Absolutely. So cool to see people get really excited about local talent. All right, let's just go right into the show. Let's go right into the matches. Well, the first match was between the Ninja, who we saw. Yeah, the Ninja was at the uh, Vermilion event. He was, yes. Yeah. I can't remember who he, he wrestled. Uh, well, it was some guy with wet hair. <laughs> no, he didn't wrestle wet hair. I think you wrestled Dirty Jeff. Did he? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, from the Vermilion event? Nah. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. But um, anyway, at this event, the ninja was wrestling the time-traveling DeLorean Diggs. Which, that guy, what a what a great theme. What a great aesthetic. It was just, it was so cool. He was just a time-traveling boy. Oh, yeah, and, like, uh, they had the projector up, so they had, like, his whole... Oh, his whole, like, theme entrance thing. Yeah. Like, video package and music. Yeah, and uh, he looked like he had a bunch of, like, get-up for some kind of sci-fi cyborg deal. It was cool. (laughs) One of the little kids that was sitting in front of us was getting really, really rowdy, especially at the very beginning, and he was just heckling the fuck out of this guy, DeLorean Diggs. He was heckling everyone. He was but... heckling everyone, but mostly this guy. He had some kind of beef <laughs> with this guy. 
And this guy was just taking it like a champ. He was like, why would you say that? That's so mean. And then just ignore him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he patted his head at one point. <laughs> yes. This match was fun. Yeah. 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 It was fun. It was like, it was a good way to start off the night. Yeah, it was really I would good. Say. Really good warm up. Yeah. yeah. It was a little slower paced than the rest of the matches that night, which was probably a good thing. Started off a little... Yeah. A little on the lower side so that we can build up to the crazier stuff. We saw some kind of fucking wacky shit at this event. Yeah. Oh, there was so many. Oh, I don't want There was to... so much violence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was violence. There was murder. People biting each other's hands. <laughs> I was like, Pokemon, go out there. Yes. Um, DeLorean Diggs won this match. And as he was leaving the ring, this little kid in the front row that was right in front of us was screaming about how it was rigged or whatever. And this guy stops in front of him, kneels down, and gives him a kiss right on the cheek. That really pissed him off. That was my favorite. <laughs> All right, moving on from that match. You got anything else to say? Uh, I, I, have, I have no sympathy towards that kid. There's water everywhere. Jesus. I'm, I'm walking out right. of there in the 30 degrees and a wet jacket. <laughs> Come get your kids. <laughs> All right, moving on. The second match of the night was between Lucky Lund versus Dirty Jeff, who was fr- flanked by Rob McFall. You, yeah. Okay, what Joe, about? you know rock and roll Rob McFall. I do. Uh, He's one of your pals. Yeah, it's one of my pals. I used to, I used to coach him in speech. Back when he was in high school. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. Look at this look at this child growing up. <laughs> so you go like way, way back with Rob. Uh yeah, like four years. Yeah, that's kind of a while. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's <laughs> kind of a long time. Yeah. I know Dirty Jeff, like kind of. I don't know him super well, but he used to be in the theater department at USD where I graduated from. And so we we know each other. We know of each other. So it was kind of cool to see people that we actually knew that were up there. And they they were like really popular. They were getting big, big applause from the fans. Yeah. Well, they're local boys, you know? They're they are from, local boys. They're from around these parts. Yeah. Some of these other guys are like from like Chicago or like bigger cities in the Midwest. And these guys were like homegrown local boys yeah <laughs> so it was cool it was cool to see them um the other guy lucky lund uh what do you think of him uh i think i think there were a lot of really cool gimmicks and really cool yeah like aesthetics or how do you i was characters. exactly gonna say that, that his the... aesthetic was cool it was it was like it was like a monster energy meets, <laughs> <laughs> uh, meets howdy duty <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I got a little bit of like Wyatt family vibes oh, from yeah, them. There we go. Meets monster yeah, energy. Meets monster energy. That's perfect. It was a lot of like black and lime green, which is just yeah. like, really a solid color. It combination. is. It's a little bit of like, I'm evil. It screams <laughs> I'm evil, but it also does. you should think I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, this match was fun. It was very fast paced. It was a completely different pace from the one right before it. Yeah, I think this one. I think this one was, like, shorter, maybe? Because they were just, like, kind of... I think it was. I think they... Yeah. Keep in mind that we're doing this podcast, like, a week after. Oh, yeah. So, so it's not <laughs> fresh in our brains at all. I definitely should have done this right after the event, but I am not that smart. So here we are, doing our best. Oh, Lucky Luck... Uh, Lucky Lund had a sidekick, too. Do you, re- do you remember 
uh, like who he was, what he was about. He had kind of the same color scheme going on. I didn't see his name in the thing that I looked up afterwards. Um, he was part of the the tag team. Okay, yeah, because he got in the ring, uh, more often. Both those two guys, yeah. Yeah, they were both in the tag team Royal Rumble, so we saw them again later right. that night. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, now now it's coming back. Okay, because those guys were in the ring for a long time. Yeah, they were. They were the first. Well, we'll talk about this more, but they were the first tag team in the Royal Rumble, and like one of the last to be eliminated. So we saw a lot of them that night. Yeah. Okay. So definitely uh, <laughs> mix it up a little bit of that Royal Rumble with this match here. Oh yeah, Let's yeah. Very fast paced. Very like keeps you on the edge of your seat there was a lot going on yeah it was a good match i liked it um dirty jeff got what do you remember what happened did he get like sand in his eyes or something oh i think it was salt somebody threw something in his eyes yeah, and he was he like oh like, my eyes oh what are those little like bath uh uh not bath sponges they look like sea sponges they have in the bath uh, uh Lufa? Lufa? Is that what it is? Lufa? Okay. Yeah, he had one of those things. He, <laughs> he salted it, and then he just, like, and then the, uh, the sidekick drug the, the judges, not the judges, the ref's attention, and then he put the salt Lufa in, uh, in Dirty Jeff's eyes, and it's like, oh, man. I don't remember that. I remember that he got something in his eyes. I don't remember oh, how yeah, it happened. He, yeah, he was just like <laughs> pouring over this thing in the in the corner there. Um, it okay. was like the like, corner opposite of us. Okay, I guess I wasn't paying attention to that. He's smarter than me. I... <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. You know, that's another thing about live events too. Is like you don't get to see all the different camera angles that the that they set up for you. Oh yeah, on the on the like TV tapings and whatnot, they're like, "What is he doing in the corner? Look at what he's doing in the corner, everybody!" Yeah. And then they'll cut to that. Yeah, you know? and when you're in the audience, you can't like hear the ringside commentary. You yeah. can't like look at everything at once. You kind of see what's in front of you. Yeah. So when this thing was going on the north side, we were on the south side. Whatever that means. <laughs> but like. <laughs> pretty good with my cardinal directions oh yeah but jeff got sand in his eyes or salt or whatever somebody maced him somebody got him good and he lost the match and everybody was sad because dirty jeff is popular around here yeah but yeah it was fun that was a good time i liked that one a lot oh and both of them uh grew mustaches since the uh vermilion event to show that time had passed oh yes they're adults they're adults, adults now. now. Yeah, they were both clean-shaven in Vermilion, and then, <laughs> bam. <laughs> well, this is hard Dirty Jeff and hard Rob McFall, oh, so yeah. they're different men now. Can't you see? One of them has a briefcase. One of them wears a, a, a an old-timey hat. They I don't know. They both wear a mustache. They both <laughs> wear a mustache, that's for sure. All right, the next match of the night was between Darl and Arlen, Versus Nikki Valentine. Oh, yeah, because Darlin walks out with, like, a leather strap, and he's, Oh, like... yeah. He he comes out, and he's, like... I've never seen this guy before. He wasn't at the other event we went to. He was wearing, like, a Boy Scout uniform and, like, real tight, like, jeggings. It was a look. It was, like, kind of fly. I liked it a lot. He looked like a stripper version of a Boy Scout. He did look like a stripper <laughs> It was a cool aesthetic, though. He was just like, I'm a boy. Here I a am. A lot of great aesthetics. It's yeah. true. 
he comes out and he challenges this guy Nikki Valentine to a match and whoever loses the match gets 10 lashes with this leather strap that Arlen has um Nikki comes out and he's like oh okay I guess I won't step down from a challenge or whatever and they fight and Arlen pulls through and wins but Nikki like is sneaky and takes him out and then gives him 10 lashes with the belt yeah. What the fuck is wrestling? I know. Look at our. Uh, I don't know who was the. I don't remember who the winner was in the first one, but like for these last, the last two matches that we talked about, it was like a heel coming through and doing something shady against. Yeah. Like that was like a that was a thing. That this was whole like a, it was like heels prevailed all night. It was frustrating. We got to come was. back for the next one. I do. I need to. Yeah. Yeah. All the heels won. It was, like, not satisfying. I wanted to see someone get their comeuppance. I wanted to see a bad guy get his ass whooped. <laughs> and it didn't really happen. But, yeah, I, I just can't. <laughs> I was so surprised when they actually started hitting him with the belt. Because I was like, there are children <laughs> around. And the kids in the front were like, no, no. And I'm in the back just, like, laughing because this is fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair. <laughs> I pretty crazy stuff. I was very surprised <laughs> that that happened, but pleasantly surprised. It was fun. I've never seen anything like it before. Oh yeah, quick thing about uh, Nikki Valentine because I remember on his projector that he had like a bunch of like hearts, and that was like yeah, he was like, thing. I'm dreamy. That's me. Yeah. I'm Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. I was just about to. I got Shawn Michaels vibes from him too. All right, anything else to say about that match? Uh, I think the gimmick was the the most exciting part about it. Yeah, it was a pretty good it was a really good match though. It was pretty high paced and um it was like a lot of a lot of energy between the two performers. Yeah. Yeah, they had good chemistry. Yeah. It was fun to watch. All right. The next match of the night was between the Mac John Macklefield Long versus the African Prince Ali. Who's at the other event we watched? Yeah. Um, the Mac comes out and he's wearing like this red wife beater with these shiny red pants. And the audience started chanting discount diesel. And I lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Okay. If you don't get it, Joe, let me show you this picture of what, what Kevin Nash used to wear as diesel. <laughs> It oh, looks man. exactly like him. They do. Oh. Because oh he, like, he was just this very large, tall boy. His face is the same. Yeah. His face is the same. This tall guy who kind of looks like Kevin Nash wearing this very similar costume. Oh, my God. It was funny. I lost my mind. Yeah, he kept doing the, the rock thing, too. Oh, yeah. Eyebrow. Oh, he came out and he was like, everybody was booing him. So I was like, ooh, he must be a bad guy. And then uh, one of the little kids sitting in front of us was heckling him. And he was like, shut the hell up. Nobody cares. And I was like, ooh, swear. He must be the bad guy. He said a swear. Oh, yeah. Later on, he, he went out to the audience on the other side and popped this little girl's balloon. <laughs> That's right. Literally popped a girl's balloon. Like, how... 
How like, stereotypically snidely whiplash motherfucking evil <laughs> do you have to be? Man, he was funny. That his, really got me. His next move was tying her to the railroad tracks, yeah. probably. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think his opponent, Ali's entire family was there. Oh, yes. To well, the left mean... of us, there were a bunch of people in one row with signs. And they popped loud whenever he did anything. Oh, they all had uh, one letter as a sign, and it was... Prince Ali. Prince Ali, <laughs> and it was a whole row. And that was the, I think those were the folks that were sitting up right underneath the uh, uh, the camera, too. Oh, they, yeah. That's the family that was, yeah, and then, once again, like we were talking about with, with Jeff and Rock and Roll, you know, like, you get your local boys in there, and you just, you're, you're excited for it. You're oh, happy yeah. For it. He had a big crowd of fans. Everybody loved him. He was probably the biggest baby face of the night, I would say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and this guy named Austin Arrow came out with the Mac when he was, like, getting ready to wrestle. And based on the conversation that the three of them had, there had apparently been some kind of alliance between them that was broken. Oh, no. No, don't you remember? I don't remember. Oh, Cause, that's a, that sounds like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, Austin Arrow came out and he was like, we were brothers once, don't you remember? And he was like trying to like make an alliance between them again. And I think Ali shook his hand and then he like did something shitty. Oh, yeah. Double crossed him. Yeah, they beat the crap out of him. Because it's wrestling and that's what they do. Yeah. And Ali, Ali lost the match because of interference by Austin Arrow. Mm-hmm. And everyone was sad. Oh. That's what I remember. <laughs> Another heel win? Yeah. Oh, man. Let me just count that up. I know. Heel, That's three heel, for three, buddy. Heel. What the first, I think the only baby face that won all night was DeLorean. Oh, yeah. Oh, he won. Okay. He won, yeah. I don't remember who. You know what? I'm just going to underline. <laughs> In your notes there? Yeah. <laughs> well, after that match was the... The, the big cool event of the night, the Tag Team Royal Rumble. Okay, if you're not familiar with the concept of a Royal Rumble, these are the rules. It starts with one person, in this case one tag team, and a new person or tag team enters the ring every two minutes. And opponents, in order to be eliminated, must go over the top rope and have both feet touching the floor in order to be eliminated. And since it was a tag team Royal Rumble, there was another stipulation, and that was if one member of the tag team gets eliminated, then the entire team is automatically out of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And the last one to remain in the ring is the winner. Yeah, that was also, uh, yeah, Dirty Jeff and Rock and Roll were, they got on, and uh, Dirty Jeff He's, he was still blind or whatever from the his salt in the eye. And even before Rock and Roll could get into the ring, Dirty Jeff was kicked out of the ring. Yeah, that happened a couple of times. Yeah. Um, uh, this Royal Rumble was for the Tag Team Championship, so it was even more dramatic. There was another stipulation added onto it. Whoa. So whoever wins the Royal Rumble, whichever tag team wins the Royal Rumble, is now the Tag Team Champions. Man, I'm glad you took notes because I'm not. I'm not remembering any of this stuff. I remember everything because I've been watching wrestling since I was four years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the, I not one of the first ones, but one of the tag teams to come out were Team Awesome, who we saw live yeah. months ago, and they were really popular. The they were fans really loved popular them. Vermillion too, yeah. 
Well, the one guy had his arm in a sling. Yes, Brandon Nitro was in a sling with, like, a hurt arm, and he couldn't compete. And so Ronnie Brown, his partner, had to hold it down for both of them. Mm-hmm. So if he got eliminated, then it was all over for Team Awesome. Um, and Dags, the commissioner, he came out with his little posse. I can't remember what they were called. Oh, and yeah, <laughs> they got <shield>. discount <laughs> Dudleys from the crowd. And I absolutely lost my shit. Who are the Dudleys? Let me show you a picture of the Dudleys. It's even more spot on. The discount diesel. That, that is a tough one to, to beat. <laughs> oh, wait. Just you wait, sir. Dudley boys. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, the red and black and gray camo. Yeah. <laughs> there were three of them instead of two, and that was the big difference. Yeah. I absolutely lost my shit. I was already warmed up from Discount Diesel, and that was just the nail in the coffin. Uh, there was another tag team that came into the Royal Rumble where their thing was they were Bosnian, so that's fun. Do you remember that? Yeah, because I don't remember <laughs> talking about Bosnia. I don't remember talking about, remember talking about them. I do remember talking about Bosnia, because I'm like, what? What is Bosnia? Where is Bosnia? Yeah. Oh, we looked it up. Yeah, because we looked it up. Where is Bosnia? It's in, it's like, like, the Mediterranean yeah, thereabouts. Like, right. It's, like, just north of Macedonia. I had no idea where it was or what it was. Um, and they come out. The, one of them gets in the ring, and the other one's, like, over by our side of the seats and he's like hello it's me i'm from bosnia i don't know what a bosnia <laughs> accent sounds like and then like as he was about to get in the ring his partner <laughs> got eliminated and he was like ah your accent on the first one sounded like uh if tommy was so was a carnival barker then i'm from bosnia <laughs> hello mark <laughs> thank you that was very specific <laughs> Yeah, they lost immediately. It was fun. (laughs) I liked that. And then Bubbles the Clown, who was another one that we've seen, he was kind of entertaining the children all night during, like, intermission and before the show. He comes out with a big inflatable thing. Was it, like, a a penguin? penguin? Yeah, Yeah, something like that. And was like, this is my tag partner. I'm entering the Royal Rumble. (laughs) And Stephanie Dinsmore, who was uh, announcing and commentating all night, was like, uh, you can't do that. It's against the rules. You need a person. <laughs> yeah, he came back with someone else later, who must have been popular, because the crowd was like, woo, yeah. <laughs> he was wearing purple and green, but I can't remember his name. I think it was Donnie? Donnie uh, something. I can't, I can't remember. remember. I should have written it down. Another local hero. Another local hero, exactly. Um, there were a bunch more tag teams. I didn't write all of them down. But Ronnie Brown won, despite being the only person without a partner, making Team Awesome the new tag team champions, in addition to Ronnie's Midwest All-Pro Heavyweight Championship and Brandon's Undisputed Championship. Oh. So they had all the titles. Wow. Between the two of them. Jeez. Jeez. Wow. But then, discount Dudley Boy, who is apparently the Midwest All-Pro Commissioner, and his discount Dudley boys came out, and they were like, Brandon, I'm going to have to strip you of your undisputed championship because you're injured and didn't compete in the tag team Royal Rumble, so that means that Austin Arrow, who you were supposed to wrestle tonight, is now the new undisputed champion. Right, because that was a match that just was 
It was the match that was supposed to happen yeah. but didn't happen. It was a debate instead. It was a debate, yes. <laughs> Contention one, your arm is hurt. <laughs> Contention two, no other contentions. I make the rules around here, I guess. Contention three, I'm a heel and I'm in charge. <laughs> a, a terrible combination. It's the worst. Um, and then Ronnie Brown, who had just wrestled the entire <laughs> Royal Rumble, had to fight Freak Nasty, and he got ganged up on by all the heels, all the Discount Dudley boys, all the... the Mac came out again. Yeah, Mac and Arrow were on, are on a team. Yeah, and Ali came out to save Ronnie to, like, be on his team and, like, fight him off, and then he got super kicked by Austin Arrow, yeah. who double-crossed him twice that night. yeah. And everyone got their asses beat for a while, and Ronnie lost. Oh, he lost that one? Yeah, he lost. Oh, man. And I can't remember, but I think they got their tag teams, their tag team titles taken away because of it. Wait, no. Oh, I think they got no, he stolen. Just... I think so. I can't remember. We should have done this fucking immediately after. <laughs> I thought somebody ran off with them, like, literally. Listen, like... they're all on YouTube. <laughs> we can watch them again. Oh, yeah, okay. Did somebody, I don't remember. There were titles lost, titles gained. It was a dramatic night. It was. It was. It there was, was a lot going on. It was a downer. It was a downer. All the heels lost, which makes me think that at their next event, it's going to be like exactly a 180. All the baby faces finally get their time in the sun. Oh, yeah. Get to kick the bad guys to the curb. for Rob for these last two. <laughs> Every time we see Rob, he ends up getting his ass beat, which is sad. Uh, he did win the Royal Rumble in Vermilion, though. Oh, he did. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Everybody loved that. Yeah, he, he, he got to win in his own hometown. He did. he had a match against uh, Superstar Eugene. Oh, yes, he did have a match against Eugene who's the guy who runs Midwest All Pro Wrestling. He kind of does everything. He does. He takes tickets. He, like, sells tickets and whatnot. He and works merch. at the merch booth. Yeah. He wrestles. Like, he wrestled a couple of times in this show. Mm -hmm. He was in the Royal Rumble, and then he came out at the very end and was like, I'm going to beat you with this pan, but he didn't. Yeah. I was, I was really hoping he was going to beat him with that pan. I did, too. But yeah, he was did. supposed to be a baby face, I think, so oh. he wasn't going to lose his integrity. No, sir. But anyway, what, uh... <laughs> I said that like I was about to say something lewd. <laughs> what, uh... <laughs> oh, what, God. I was gonna say this is a PG podcast, but I've been saying fuck all night. <laughs> Joe, what was your favorite match of the night that we saw? Oh, Freak Nasty. I think uh, Freak Nasty and uh, Roddy Brown. Right at the end, I think there was like a lot of hype, and it just came, just got done with the uh, that Royal Rumble, which I think I think those are kind of like hard to follow personally, especially with the tag team because it's like oh I gotta remember these two are on a team, so if that guy's knocked out, so is that guy. It's just like a lot of it all coming at you. Right? Everybody in a Royal Rumble is all fighting one on one, and it's kind of impossible to watch everything at once. It is. It is. It's really it's really hard. So I, I prefer tag team and one on one matches or whatever um so there was that and i think freak nasty is just like a super good performer i think he's i think he's good yeah i thought they were both really good wrestlers yeah like they both had the wrestling chops and they had good chemistry they, they had awesome chemistry and like oh man it was like it was fast-paced it was it was like watching a like a like a fucking 
martial arts movie, man. It was, yeah. It was really exciting, especially since Ronnie had just come off wrestling in this tag team match. Like, he was clearly tired, you know? Yeah. It just added another layer. Like, oh, is he going to be able to fight this entire fight? Yeah, it was really good. My favorite match of the night was actually the Royal Rumble. I love a Royal Rumble. It's always so fun. I love watching... I don't know. I just love watching the underdog take it all. Yeah. And that almost always happens in the Royal Rumble. Because if you're the first one to enter the Royal Rumble, you are statistically much less likely to win. Yeah. And so when someone who, like, was the first person to enter the Royal Rumble makes it until, like, the very end... Yeah, the Lucky Blonde. Yeah, he was... I think he and his partner were the first team yeah. to enter. And I think they were the last ones to be eliminated also. Yeah. Because... Uh, and then Roddy, who ended up winning the Royal Rumble... Ronnie. Right? Ronnie, sorry. Why did I wrote... I don't know why I wrote Roddy. Because Rowdy Roddy Piper is in your heart. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I dress like him. <laughs> <laughs> I dress like him. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the other thing about the Royal Rumble that I wanted to say is, like, I think it really put into perspective, like, how many people are part of the, part of this business. Like, you didn't think it was, I didn't, I wasn't expecting, you know, so many people to be there because we see the one of Vermillion and it was, like, uh, there were between a dozen and a dozen and a dozen and a half performers. But, like, this one, there were... There was closer to two dozen people. Yeah, there were like, during the Royal Rumble, there were maybe 20 guys in the ring. Yeah, it was a lot. It was tense. Maybe not 20, but there were definitely like 12, 15 guys. Mm-hmm. It was a lot, yeah. And that's it for this fourth anniversary event from Midwest All Pro Wrestling. It was so, so much fun. I truly can't stress enough how much fun I had. I was laughing and cheering and yelling the entire time and just having a grand old time with the littlest kids and the most, I don't know, the longest fans ever. Yeah, there was a a variety of people there. There Local wrestling events like this one are 150% the reason that wrestling is so special to me because you look at the people that were in the audience of that show, there were so many different types of people there. So many different age groups and so many different people that have nothing in common other than the fact that they love this weird little sport. It brings people together. Yeah. It's truly. so special. Wrestling is very dramatic. And I think one of the big things that they really nailed with this is like at every event, it was like almost all of them ended with the heel winning, but like it was like is he gonna do it is the face gonna pull through is he gonna pull through is he gonna pull through and then right when you think he does like bam you know and yeah it was it was a lot of really good storytelling it was it was so it was it was really well done it was very emotional yeah it was really really high stakes i was engaged the entire time absolutely loved it absolutely loved this event i had so much fun I know I've said that about two million times, but I had so much fun. Oh, it was so good, and if you haven't seen it, you gotta. It's amazing. Yeah, if you're in the local Siouxland area, I highly recommend going to see one of these shows. Go on their website, go on their Facebook page, 
They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. Everything is Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Just search that and you'll find them. Yeah. Keep up to date on that stuff. These live shows are so much fun. Absolutely. Um, and they have one coming up here kind of soon. December uh, 22nd <laughs> at Icon Lounge. They have another event. Christmas Chaos, I think is what it's called. Nice. <laughs> Tis the season. Sounds super fun. I can't wait for that one. Hopefully all the baby faces are going to win because I need to see some hero action. All right. Any final thoughts? Oh, man. Uh... Miss guy outside. Oh, um, at both of these events, um, the one in Vermilion and the one, um, at the and the one that we saw recently at the Icon Lounge that we we're talking about here. Um, uh, one of the cool things about the about the seeing the show live is the guys that are on the outside of the ring that are inter- engaging with the the kids and the audience and stuff. I think that really adds another level another dimension another another way to engage it's just like literally you know (laughs) yeah it's like it's not so much like watching a play because they interact with you like they exist in the same world that you do but it's much higher than yours does that make sense yeah yeah they're a, a superstar they exist in exactly it's why they're called superstars (laughs) because they exist in your world but they are they're different yeah everything is at 11 yeah oh man like just like the 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 cartoon logic behind some of this stuff i think also makes uh, there's that there's that level where it's like is it real is it not real uh like the team awesome guys Mm -hmm. like ah Ronnie's down there getting his ass beat, but then uh, uh, Brandon Nitro shows up and he's got his like, like his juice. <laughs> his like Popeye juice. That's yeah, right, because they I... both took it and he he went into like Hulkamania yeah. and just beat ass. Yeah, I love cartoon logic in real life. Oh my god, there was a part where during the Royal Rumble where somebody sat on Ronnie or something or like got him and it looked like they actually got him and I was like, oh my god, is he okay? And then I was like, wait, it's wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. It was a super fun time. Go and see Christmas Chaos at the Icon Lounge December 22nd in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Should be a good time. My friend Joe Bob Geis is here. You can follow him on Twitter. Yeah, at uh, Joe Bob Geis. At Joe Bob Geis. Is there anywhere, any other social media that you use? Plug yourself again. I know you already <laughs> did, but... <laughs> oh, uh, man, I don't really use a lot of social media so probably just the twitter there just the twitter watch him shit post watch me shit post <laughs> at bummer slam pod you can also follow my main at rowdy rat girl that's gonna be it for bummer slam today it was a good time i would love to do another one of these episodes about the christmas chaos show oh yeah oh yeah absolutely i'm so excited wonderful well thank you all for tuning in to another super fun was this super fun Please tell me. Please leave <laughs> yeah, me a review. Yeah, I thought you were asking the audience. I, don't know. I was asking the audience. <laughs> oh, okay. So that was Thank me. you for answering, though. That gives me a glimmer of hope. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bummer Slam. Next week, I will be talking to my friend Drake Zuschlag about the Dark Side of the Ring episode, The Killing of Bruiser Brody. We'll be talking about Bruiser Brody. We'll be talking about Abdullah the Butcher. We'll be talking a little bit about Mick Foley. Just the juicy stuff about Mick Foley, because I don't think Drake knows anything. Which is how I like it. 
Until next time. So, Drake, don't listen to this episode. Don't, <laughs> don't get your knowledge base up. Oh, we're doing it tomorrow, so. Oh, nice. Like, he has time. Also, this episode doesn't drop until tomorrow, today, Tuesday, or the past. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we're outside of space and time. <laughs> DeLorean. Until next time. Wrestling's real, people are fake, whatever it takes.